0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Lately, I've been afraid. I've been afraid for a lot of things. In one week, the number of deaths due to the coronavirus have jumped by 50,000. When I recorded our Palm Sunday worship video, it was reported that 50,000 people had died from the coronavirus. Just one week later, those numbers have doubled. I'm afraid for so many people that I love dearly. My own father-in-law is diagnosed with cancer, and it puts him in a high-risk category. I'm afraid for my kids. I'm afraid for so many people that I love at Prince of Peace who are also in a risk category. And here's the thing. I know that I'm not alone with these fears. I'm not the only one. So many of us are so worried for the world. We ask ourselves, how long, God, how long do we have to live this way? How long do we need to experience the ongoing isolation, the lack of community? How long, God, until this virus is removed from the earth? How many more days will we face where thousands of people die every day? To be honest with you, I don't know how to face these fears apart from Jesus. I don't know how to face the fear that I feel apart from the story and the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. Especially this week. You see, in the last week of his life, Jesus felt tremendous fear. And I take great comfort in that fact. I believe that Jesus was terrified as he prayed in the garden. We, we have one account in the Gospels of Jesus So afraid in the garden, praying, Father, take this cup from me. Take this away from me. That there were reports that he was sweating out blood. I believe that Jesus was afraid when Judas got up from the table and ran off in a hurry to betray him. I believe that Jesus was afraid as he was in the garden praying when a legion of soldiers came to arrest him with spears and shields and swords. I believe that Jesus was afraid when they took him before Pilate, before the governors and the rulers of his day. I believe that Jesus was terrified when they stripped him naked. They hurled insults at him. They beat him. They mocked him and they, they shamed him. I believe that Jesus was terrified as he carried his cross up to Golgotha, the place where he would die. As nails were driven into his hands and into his feet, I believe that Jesus was in extreme agony. As he hung on the cross looking down at his mother, looking into, the, into her eyes, into her grief, into her fears, I can't help but think that Jesus too was afraid. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But the good news is the story doesn't end with fear. The story doesn't end with agony. The story doesn't even end with violence. The story doesn't even end with death. The story ends with God's promise for the world. The story ends with resurrection. The story ends with good news. The story ends with great hope. Here's the Easter story in Matthew chapter 28. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing became as white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, Greetings! And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. There you will see me. You will see me. The promise of the resurrection is new life for all of creation, all of humanity. The empty tomb of Jesus reinforces God's abundant, extravagant love for all of humanity, for all of creation. You see, the story that began in love when God created the world, well, that story would end in love. It would continue in love through the pain, through the adversity, through the struggle, God's love for the world would reign supreme. The empty tomb of Jesus changed everything. It changed the course of human history. And it gives us the power of hope. You see, in this world, we face struggle. We can't escape it. I pray for a day when there are no more pandemics when there are no more wars or violence or hunger yet these are things that are a part of our human experience i don't believe that we can have human life apart from fear yet the story of jesus teaches us that we don't need to be overcome by fear that god has conquered the grave and so everything that we face everything that we fear we know that ultimately we have victory in our God. We have victory so that we can live with great hope, with great joy, with great purpose. You see, as people of faith, we are equipped with the example that our Lord set for us. We're equipped to face fear, to grieve, to cry out, to lament, to mourn, to face the death of Saturday, but also we are given great hope and great joy and great encouragement to lean into the resurrection story. Here in Matthew chapter 28, the women go to the tomb filled with anxiety, filled with fear, filled with mourning. Their whole world had been rocked. Jesus had shared a meal with his disciples on Thursday night and late into the evening, early Friday morning, Jesus was arrested. And in all but 12 hours, he would hang lifeless on a tree, murdered, crucified. The one who came to pour out his life, the one who came to love, the one who came to spread a reign of justice and mercy would be nailed to a tree fear and anxiety and trepidation well it swept it swept over the disciples i imagine as the two marys here in matthew's gospel make their way to the tomb they're in shock trying to collect their own thoughts facing their own fears having been associated with jesus they put their own life at great risk to go to the tomb to pay their respects to Jesus. But when they arrive there, something remarkable happens. The earth shakes and like lightning, here comes an angel of the Lord with the Easter announcement. I know that you are looking for death. I know that you are looking for the crucified Jesus. He is not here. He is risen. See, look at the place where they laid him. Do not be afraid. This year, what has struck me most about the gospel, the Easter proclamation from Matthew, is what this angel tells these women. He, he gives them two great gifts that first Easter morning. Number one, he gives them, in the wake of the resurrection, he gives them a new calling. He gives them a great purpose. He says, go and find the disciples, find the others, and tell them, tell them to go to Galilee. Go and share this good news. Go and shout it from the rooftops. Let everyone know that love and life win. That love and life are more powerful than death. That God's abundant mercy and joy and and creation is more powerful than any force of darkness or evil that could rob life on this earth. The tomb is empty. The angel gives the women a calling to share this good news in the face of adversity. You see, the end of persecution, the end of suffering had not stopped The disciples of Jesus were still enemies of the state, having been associated with the Christ. But the angel tells the women to go and share this Easter message, that you have nothing to be afraid of. Even if the forces of darkness and evil rob us from life, we need not be afraid. Because the tomb of Jesus is empty and our tombs will be empty too. The angel gives the women a calling. But the angel also gave the women something else. He gave them great encouragement. He gave them a promise. He said that you will see Jesus. You will find him. Or rather, he will find you. Go ahead to Galilee and there Because Jesus will go before you, he will greet you. And as the women make their way from the empty tomb, well, there is the risen Lord. There is the risen Christ who says, greetings. And Jesus echoes the Easter message from the angel. He says, women, go. I know that you have fallen at my feet to worship me. Go, you have a calling to share this message that love and life win. Go and tell my brothers, tell the disciples that I will greet them in Galilee. This Easter, we share in the calling of the women. We share in the calling of the disciples to proclaim the good news that love and life win. But we also can hold on to the promise of the empty tomb that Christ will greet us that we will see Jesus. This Easter is different, but in some ways, it has connected us to the first Easter morning. The disciples are locked in a room. They're in a house. And on that first Easter morning, they experience the resurrection as they are locked away at home that is where they hear the story of the good news of the empty tomb. This year, we are hearing the Easter message from our homes. We're not able to gather in our sanctuary. We're not able to gather for family picnics. We're not able to gather together um, in so many ways that we find meaning. And yet, we still see Jesus. We still proclaim that the tomb is empty. You see throughout human history whenever things have been their worst the tomb of Jesus has still been empty Christ is risen in the face of adversity the power of the resurrection the power of the resurrection rings loud and true in the face of human tragedy and triumph this is the center of our faith that the very worst thing that could ever happen to us will not be the last thing. The very worst that we could ever imagine will not be the last thing. So we are given permission to mourn and to wail and to grieve and to lament and to cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But we are also given great hope. We are given the hope that everything that has fractured humanity has been defeated. Do you want to see Jesus this year? Do you want to see an empty tomb this year? We see Jesus. We see an empty tomb every time we love without abandon. We see Jesus this year every time we love without limit. We see Jesus this year every time we forgive somebody who has hurt us. We see Jesus this year. When we share the good news that the tomb is empty, love is alive. God's spirit of great hope and resurrection joy is true. So, church, take heart, take great comfort, follow in the lead of the women from the tomb. Let your friends know, let your family know, let your neighbors know, let your community know, we need to let the world know that the empty tomb of Jesus is good news for all the world. So may you be encouraged. May you cling to your faith in the crucified and risen Lord. God loves each of you, and I do too. Happy Easter.